everything is real. You see those tables break, those are real, you know? You see I dropped kicked the girl off the apron on um, Monday on Raw. Talk about how I was walking afterwards, right? So everything is is a matter of mental strength, also physical strength, and also aesthetically looking the part. So it's it's takes a lot, and and fitness has definitely given me uh, like um I'd like to say a little bit of leeway and and uh, lead because I am known for my power moves and my strength moves, but I'm also super athletic in the ring where I I do a lot of flips and come off the top rope. Um, so I've tried to morph everything into who I am from my outside life, which is my real life, into the ring where I am who I am. One way or another, this is me. This, what you see is what you get. Hi, I'm Pete McCall, and welcome to this episode of the All About Fitness podcast. I, I am so, so excited about this interview, mainly as a young, as a young boy growing up every Saturday morning, 10 a.m., I was watching TV and I was watching at the time the WWF and I'm going to go into, well, you know, mean Gene, that's a horrible, horrible Hulk Hogan impression. But that really is one of the things that got me interested in fitness was as a kid watching wrestling on Saturday, Saturday mornings and watching the wrestlers moving around the ring. And, and that was in the eighties when you had Hulk Hogan, you had Superfly Snuka, you had Rowdy Roddy Piper, you had the ultimate warrior. I mean, that, right. That was when I was like in high school, and these guys were just everything. You had Mr. Wonderful. These guys were rock solid. They were muscular. They were athletic. They moved around. And it really gave me an appreciation for the amount of work it takes to develop that type of body. And really, so when I got the opportunity to interview this guest today, it was a tremendous, it really, I was super stoked on it because this was a tremendous opportunity, especially right now, if you've been listening to the All About Fitness podcast I've been doing a series on strength and Ashley Sabera, who wrestles as Dana Brooke, she's one of the WWE divas. Ashley went from being a gymnast to a bodybuilder. She earned her professional card to being a WWE wrestler. So on this episode, the all about fitness, we are getting ready to learn from Ashley Sabera what it takes to be a WWE diva. And if you want to learn a little more about fitness, if you want to learn how to design your own exercise programs, whether being a wrestler is a goal or not, if you just want to learn more about exercise so you can be a little bit fitter and healthier, pick up a copy of my book, Smarter Workouts, The Science of Exercise Made Simple. There'll be a link down below. The other thing you can do is pick up a copy of my ebook. I have an ebook on functional core training that goes through six stages of program design from stability training all the way up to the explosive training that Ashley talks about that gets her ring ready. That's an ebook that's only $7. That's available in the link down below. Both of those resources will help you get in your best shape. Smarter workouts and functional core training are designed to you for you to help you learn how to use fitness to achieve your goals. And if you go to PeteMcCallFitness.com, that's PeteMcCallFitness.com, sign up for my mailing list. I will actually send you a chapter from Smarter Workouts so you can try it before you buy it. Not only will I send you a chapter, but I send you a bodyweight workout that you can use literally anywhere you take your body. So that's at PeteMcCallFitness.com. So if you want to learn how to be your strongest self, so whether or not your goal is to perform in the WWE or not, I can help you do that. Now, that aside, this is a fun conversation. We have a lot. We have a great time. Ashley gets excited. She's here to promote the Royal Rumble coming up at the end of January. So without any further ado, let's get started with this episode of All About Fitness with Ashley Sabera, who is Dana Brooke, one of the WWE Divas. 
Here on the All About Fitness podcast, it is an honor today to catch up with Ashley Sabera, who performs as Dana Brooke in the WWE. How are you doing today? How are you doing I'm today, Ashley? Wonderful. I was trying to decide which name to use, but I'll call you Ashley. How are you doing Ashley, today? Ashley, Dana, Ashley, I answered a both. No issues, but it's been an honor. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, this is right up my alley, all about fitness. That's, you know, I've, I, that's my background. So it should be an amazing conversation. Thank you oh. for having me. Thank you. And what I was, as, as before I hit record, just for listeners, I was like, we always have a little chat, kind of get to know each other for a moment because it's always hard to just jump right in a conversation. And one of the things that really struck me, Ashley, is you made a transition from bodybuilding into wrestling. And I think you were one of the first, I think you're the first female wrestler to ever do both, to compete in both a figure bodybuilding competition and wrestling. So let me ask you the question first, how did, what got you into wrestling? What got you interested in wrestling? When I read your bio, it said you grew up as a gymnast, but Mm -hmm. what was it about wrestling that said, I want to do that? It was, you know, it was, uh, so, you know, long story short, athletics have been my life, you know, being an athlete has been my life. And I went to school, I went to college and I was working in the nine to fives. And I was just missing that whole element of being in the gym and being active. And when I got into fitness and bodybuilding, I had my own platform. I was reaching a lot of women in that industry, but, and I, I love to inspire people to, you know, never give up and never say no and, and keep going and keep pushing on. And so, like I said, uh, when I was in fitness, you know, my niche was in that community And then WWE had approached me and was like, hey, we love your personality. We see you on stage. You light up the stage. Your personality in interviews is amazing. Were were you considered, uh, would you ever consider wrestling? And I go, wrestling? Like I thought it in my head at first. I'm like, amateur wrestling? I've never wrestled a day in my life. And they're like, no, WWE. And I knew that was the next step. I knew that was like the the platform I needed to be at. And it was entertainment and also sports. It was sports entertainment. And it was the best possible thing and fit for me because I was able to show my athleticism, my skills, be an entertainer and inspire millions and millions of people around the world. Kids is, you know, my, my, um, my weakness. And also I love to empower women and also men to never give up on their hopes and their dreams. And it's never too late to, you know, follow your path and follow your dreams and your goals. So WWE was the perfect fit for me. It's kind of brought everything in my life. Like I said, it's life's like a puzzle piece. So every piece of the puzzle throughout my life and my journey kind of all fit together. And now we have it in WWE. I've been with the company now for eight years. It's, it's, truly been an honor, a blessing, and it's been amazing. It, well, let me first ask you a little about bodybuilding because you got your, I mean, the thing is, I want listeners to understand who may not be familiar with you. It's not like you did a couple regional shows. You became a pro, right? You became an IFBB yeah. pro. But what's that yes. process like? I mean, what's the process to become a pro bodybuilder? So I started, like I mentioned, I was a gymnast. And then when I had gone uh, into college, It was, I was missing that training aspect of everything. And my girlfriend was like, why don't you try like this bikini 
um, show. And I was like, bikini. I said, I've done Miss Hawaiian Tropics. I've done, you know, Maxim Magazine. I used to model a lot. I was like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. She's like, no, you train. Like you physically train in the gym. You lift weights, you diet, you get in the best shape of your life and you step out on stage. So I tried bikini. And when I was in bikini, I looked over and I saw the different divisions. I was like, what is that division? Cause I saw it was a two minute, like strength and gymnastics routine. Oh, cool. And then you were judged on your physique and that was the fitness. So it went like bodybuilding, physique, fitness, figure, bikini and bikini, you know, it was not to take anything away from it. It's still very hard and you have to train a certain way. I just wanted that element to perform and being, you know, out on the stage where I was in gymnastics. So the transition was, I like to say, relatively easy for me because I already had gymnastics in my back pocket. I was a gymnast for 18 years. The hardest part was learning about your body, learning about the structure of your body and what certain lifts and how food is super important and dieting is key to, you know, maximize your potential and your lifts and being in the gym and what works best for each and every single body. I always say it's like an art, right? Every, everything that people do is an art form and bodybuilding is a physical art and you're sculpting, it's building your body, right? You're physically sculpting your body. And um, so that was a, a great transition from bikini to fitness. And a lot of people don't know when you're on fitness and you're competing and doing your routine, you're completely like dehydrated and you know on very yeah. limited food sources and very limited energy. And you have to pull it out from somewhere. And where I get my most energy and, and my drive is from the audience. So being able to hear the audience, you know, loving your energy and performing, that's what brought me to my best potential and being out on stage. And um, then you have the, the physique grounds. And I was always known for having a very feminine physique. I... I know what it takes to lift super hard, super strong, but I was always, I love the feminine curves and the soft muscles and the definition where it was like, man, in a dress, in like a regular dress, or she looks beautiful in a skirt, a mini skirt, a, a top, she looks perfect. And then when you put her on stage and she, you know, flares out, her lats are coming out and she looks like a million bucks. She looks like she can really kick some ass. So that's what I really love to be known for is my feminine, my feminine muscles, my feminine curves. Well, that's, that's, and that's interesting because in the way, and for listeners, they might not realize that you actually studied, I think you studied fashion, right? That was what you yeah. studied in college. So, and then how do you, how do you mix that with what you do in WWE? As I mentioned before I hit record, I watched some of your, some of your matches on YouTube do you allow, and I looked at some of your costumes thinking, do you design your own costumes? Like, how do you mix? How do you take your interest in fashion and what you're doing now? How do you combine those? Well, fashion has always been a passion of mine. It always really has been. And it is hard because when I was in fitness, I would customize and make all my fitness outfits. In wrestling, it's really difficult. And that's why we have a lot of pro seamstresses in the back because we're constantly moving. We're picking. <laughs> people up, right? So there's a yeah. lot of outfit, outfit malfunctions too, that we have to be very um, curious about, but I love in my mind designing like on pen and paper, like my, my, um, my gear. And then I give it to my seamstress and she'll be like, 
yeah, that can, that's doable or yay or nay. Or she'll be like, oh, you got to be a little bit careful on the top here. So I let it, you know, kind of be in her, her hands. And plus it's, we're before, obviously this pandemic, we were always on the road constantly. So it'd be very hard for me to, to make my own gear, but I have definitely leverage and flexibility on the colors, the rhinestones and everything, you know, that I prefer. Um, and with that being said, the the woman that I'm paired up with, my tag team partner, we're known as Sexy Muscle Friends. And what we're really known for, too, is our fashion outside of our ring gear, what we wear on stage and how we present ourselves. It's like I said, she came from the fitness industry as well, too. So um, when we go out and present ourselves in, in normal clothes and not wrestling clothes, people are like, wow, they're, you know, they have a very strong but feminine physique. Well, that's, I think that's such a cool story, right? Because, you know, you allow your creativity to come out because wrestling is such, I think one of the cool things about the WWE is you have so much opportunity to really kind of let your personality flourish and let that, and let that kind of show through. And one of the things I want to ask you, so you're training for in figure competitions. Yes, there's an athletic component to it, but you're really training for isolation of where you're trying to look as good and as cut as possible. But then you get in the ring and that's athletic. You know, I, I admire, I have so much admiration, uh, Ashley, for professional wrestlers, because at the end of the day, that you guys are extremely athletic and you work very hard. I don't think people appreciate that. You know, whatever you want to say about you know, scripted entertainment, put that aside. You guys are flying through the air. You're picking each other up. That stuff is not fake. And for somebody that, that you know, I was a kid in the 80s and watched it every Saturday, but now is, you know, doing what I do, studying fitness. I really respect the amount of work. What was that like? What is the process of being trained as a wrestler and how unique was that when you said, wow, this is really what I'm doing to learn how to use your body in such a different way? It's a, it was definitely a transition and, and our bodies are money makers and our bodies are a machine, right? So you have to treat it properly. You have to feed it properly. And the way I always uh, look at my transition to is if you think about it, we have someone's life in our hands and I'm giving my life and my body into someone else's hands. So we have to know how to control it, right? We're not just a stiff uh, barbell or a stiff dumbbell or, you know, uh, at a rack on our back or anything like that. We have, you know, the body is moving. It's constantly moving. There might be more weight in the front than there is the back, right? So it's not a steady, sturdy object. It's constantly moving. So that's something that you have to take into, um, a lot of, you know, consideration in, in your training. And that's, you know, WWE is very, very good at that because they start from the very basics of putting someone in a headlock and being a very good, strong base on yourself, where you have to learn how to be stable on your legs and your two feet. Um, and you know, it's your endurance and cardio strength and your, you know, your, your stability to be in the ring, constantly performing and your mental stability too has to be on point. In the gym, it's totally different, right? You're, you're stable, you're sitting, you're either standing and you have a stable object where you could dump it off of you. And if you're not feeling comfortable in a squat, right, you can, you, you know, throw the, the barbell off your back with a woman or with a body for that matter too. It's, you have to protect them as yeah. much as you have to protect yourself. So it is, it's very, very difficult with the transition, but to look aesthetically pleasing too, you can't forget 
the weights and the treadmills and and um, actual lifts and things like that. So training for wrestling, you have to incorporate everything, everything to look aesthetically pleasing and also be athletically strong to, you know, wrestle and have another body in your hands and, and protecting one another is key. Yes, it is. Everything is super dangerous. Everything that we do is, you know, the hits, the, the holds are real. I mean, I always say this. I just had a conversation not too long ago about, I was like, oh, you want to try take, you know, they're like, is that a real chair? I'm like, you, you want to feel it? Yeah. Everything is real. You see those tables break. Those are real. You know, you see, I dropped, kicked the girl off the apron on um, Monday on Raw talk about how I was walking afterwards. Right. So everything is, is a matter of mental strength, also physical strength and also aesthetically looking the part. So it's, it's takes a lot. And, and fitness has definitely given me, uh, like, um, I like to say a little bit of leeway and, and, uh, lead because I am known for my power moves and my strength moves, but I'm also super athletic in the ring where I, I do a lot of flips and come off the top rope. Um, so I've tried to morph everything into who I am from my outside life, which is my real life into the ring where I am who I am one way or another. This is me. This, what you see is what you get. So how do you train? I mean, what's your favorite way to train? And, and then I want to ask, like, you know, what's different now between like being on the road before COVID. But when you when you like have or, or when you're rocking, you know, Ashley, and you wake up, you're feeling good. Those rare occasions when your body's probably not sore and you're going to the gym, what's your, like your favorite, like what's your go-to workout? Like what gets you pumped when you, when you go to the gym and what gets you pumped for a workout? So I've done it all. You know, I've done everything from the, the strict lifts, the power lifts to CrossFit and now really incorporating. I'm, I'm dating one of the, um, he has the world's fastest knockout. Um, he's a boxer, oh. pro boxer and bare knuckle fighter. Um, so I've done everything across the board and everything matters. And I'm telling you this from, I've, I've, slacked off on my cardio endurance and really focused just on heavy lifting. And then when I get in the ring, I feel like I'm a, like, I'm carrying a ton of bricks on my back because I can't move. Right. Good. But I have the power to lift a girl over my head. No problem. But when she's coming at me, can I move, you know? So I think everything is, it has to come together. So what Yuli and I do is we go to strength. So this is our day, right? And we go to strength and conditioning in the morning, which has a lot of uh, weights and uh, we do sled pushes and, you know, powerful movements. Um, and we do weights. Like today we did legs. We focused on legs and did, you know, squats, but we also did jump lunges and box jumps and things that are focusing on your legs now and about 20 minutes, we're doing, um, our boxing training. So that's more or less using our minds and our hands and moving and a lot of the agility and endurance with our boxing coach too. So it's, it's taken me a, a couple years to get everything in the right move rhythm and flow to, to be the best possible athlete I can be, but using everything in into one is, is been very beneficial to me and also my career, um, as a competitor in the ring. Well, I have to say, Ashley, you, you did those, you did your hands you, and you did that, you did that little short, you did that little shoulder. So you definitely, I can tell you, you kind of adapted to the boxing training. You did that little shoulder slip pretty naturally. Yeah. 
So to respect your time, I'm going to get get wrapping up before too long. But what is it when you look at it? One of the things that I was noticing watching on YouTube, how different is it to be doing to be doing wrestling this year and be performing this year? Because earlier you referenced getting the energy from the crowd. And, and, and I do a lot of public speaking and I'm used to being in a room with a number of people when I do a workshop and doing it via a camera just isn't the same. How much energy do you get from the crowd and how have you been able to adapt to that this year? Here's the thing. I am. I always say I never like to take things for granted, right? In anything in life. But unfortunately, it feels like when I was on the road and I did have the crowd and we were traveling show to show to show to show all every single day, I was taking it for granted, you know, because it was I knew I was going to get that reaction. I knew the fans were going to be there. And then when it's taken away from you, you're like, wow, you know how much they meant to you, what, how, how much everything that you did and the crowd's reaction, you felt, you felt it in your body. It felt amazing. So with that being said, I miss the fans so much. I miss the environment. I miss the crowd. I miss the arenas. I miss traveling to different cities because we haven't. And when that, when that comes back, I promise you, I will never take that for granted. But also, I will have to say this, I am blessed to have a job. I am blessed to be entertaining. And what really drives me right now is knowing that there are millions of people on the other side of the TV, on the other side of the computer that are getting the entertainment factor from this because you never know what happens. They may have lost a job. Their kids are sitting in front of a computer for, you know, six hours a day. And this is their only entertainment to, you know, escape their minds and really tune in four, three hours when I'm on TV performing. And that's giving me a, a comfort in my heart to know that I'm, I'm making still millions of people smile, but I can't see it. But that's what I'm doing on that, you know, when, when the red light is on and recording. You're making me tear up a little bit. I mean, <laughs> but I mean that because you can see your passion because, but the thing that's so cool about that, Ashley, is you recognize that you're playing a role in trying to make, I mean, there's, as you mentioned, so many people have had challenges in the last year. And it's so cool to hear you say, hey, you're making a difference to make their day a little bit better. Now, on that note, what's going to happen in the Royal Rumble, right? The Royal Rumble's the Royal coming Rumble, up. I am using all my strength, my power, my conditioning, my endurance, and I'm using all of that to throw every single woman over that top rope. And I will stand tall as the next you know, winner of the Royal Rumble and hopefully one day Raw Women's Champion. Well, who are you looking for? Is there anybody looking forward to face? Is there anybody, you know, that, that you're looking forward to really? I saw that you have a little beef going on. And is there anybody that you're really going to be gunning after when you get in that ring? Uh, you know, Nia Jax, who I don't know if she is one of the most powerful women in the division. She is very, very tall, very, very strong and a powerful woman. And that's why I have my other sexy muscle friend next to me, because if I can't take her on myself, I know both of us combined, we can dump her over the top rope. No problem. We've done it before. So that's who we're definitely gunning towards. And then once she's out of the way, I'm going to go for that Raw Women's uh, Champion, Asuka, right now. And show her that, you know, I can stand toe to toe with her any single time, any day of the week. And hopefully one day get, you know, be the, the women's champion. And that's coming up on January 31st, right? People yes. can do that online right. and pay-per-view. Yep. All right. And now, now to wrap it up here, one of the things that I saw is that you have a, you have a belief of living life to the fullest. What, it, what does that Correct. mean to you? I mean, what is, what is that? Why is that so important to you to live life to the fullest? 
Uh, you know, every day is never promised. And I went through a, a tragedy about three years ago. Um, my ex Dallas McCarver had passed away. Unfortunately, it was just, uh, you know, it was, it was crazy. And, um, I, I felt like every day it was a promise, right? Every day I would see him the next day or see the light of day the next day. And it's not, it's, we're only here, you know, when we're here, when we start our life, we already have an end date. We just don't know. So every day you have to live life to the fullest. And that's why I always say I want to get out there and I want to inspire, you know, women, men, children, never to give up on their dreams because you just never know. And life, like I always say, life is never guaranteed. Tomorrow is never promised. And you have to live in the moment. You have to live in the now. And that's what you constantly do every second, every minute, every hour of the day. Make sure it's all worth it. And you're doing what you want to do because you know, unfortunately coming from me, it was the hardest, hardest thing that I've ever had to experience. But at the, at the same time, I always like to try and make a negative into a positive. And I've learned and coming from me, I never want anyone to go through that in their life, but I've learned and I've accepted that I've taken every single minute, hour, second of the day and, and made it the best. And, you know, yes, I do have my ups and my downs and my in-betweens, you know, we're all human. We all go through it, but I snap out of it really quick because life is beautiful. And we've all been through, you know, this, unfortunately the, you know, 2020 has been very hard for each and every single one of us, but everyone that is on this side of the earth, we made it and we're strong and we got to keep pushing through because life is beautiful. That, that is such an awesome one. I, I love that message, Ashley. Thank That's such you. a powerful message. And then you have the Playtime is Over initiative. That is the one thing. What is, what is the Playtime is Over? And then we'll, we'll wrap it up from that. It's funny because it stems back from my dad. My father, you know, he's... One day he was, you know, sleeping, taking a nap. And me and my sister were playing around, roughhousing and wrestling. And he, you know, out of his sleep goes, Playtime is Over. And, um, so I, I took it back from my childhood. My family's my life. I'm super, they're super supportive, but it kind of just fits with my, with me. You know, it's a lot of times people, you know, like to, you know, judge a book by its cover and it's unfortunate, but when I'm in the ring, I'm like, playtime is over. It's serious business. Our game faces are on and I'm not here to play. So take me serious. That's awesome. Well, Ashley, I really appreciate your time. Everybody you look, so for, look for Ashley and Dana. I, I guess I should say Dana Brooke. Your your energy started coming out. So watch for Dana Brooke in the Royal Rumble on January Thank 31st. You. And I really appreciate the time and the, and the opportunity to learn a little bit more about you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, that was a really, that was a fun conversation. And I'm getting, I was a little nervous right i mean this was a really ashley's a big superstar wrestling the wwe wwe is one of the most popular entertainment sources of entertainment on tv i guess they call it sports entertainment and it really is i i grew up a fan of the of it i really appreciate i certainly appreciate the amount of athleticism and training that goes into it now if you want to see this interview if you want to see our conversation and, and i'm laughing because she was in her car and i was in a, a room at my daughter's house I was there watching my kids for Zoom school when we caught up uh, for our conversation. But I'm now putting the, my interviews up. I'm trying to record the interviews when I can, and I'm putting the interviews up on the All About Fitness Podcast YouTube channel. 
Go to YouTube, go to All About Fitness Podcast, and you'll see my recent interviews with Dr. Schoenfeld, Ebenezer Samuel. I have Dr. Natalia Petrozella. Obviously, I have Ashley up there. So you can see my interviews. I'm trying to do that, post my interviews up, post the quick fit tips up. So not only can you listen to the podcast, but now because more and more people are going to YouTube for podcasts, I am trying to bring that to you there as a source as well. As you can tell, this month has been all about strength training. If you've been listening to All About Fitness podcast, I've talked with Ebenezer Samuel from Men's Health about that. I talked with Dr. Schoenfeld about the science of how our muscles grow. So when I got the opportunity to interview Ashley, I wanted to jump on it. Because as you heard her talk about, she has to do a lot of different types of training to not only get in shape, but to stay injury-free. And not many people realize that. The role of strength and conditioning, the role of strength and conditioning and and training and preparing for a sport is to stay injury-free so the athlete can stay on the field. The athlete can contribute to the team. That's why athletes condition. Athletes don't condition to, to look good. Athletes, well, a performer like WWE might, but in general, athletes playing sports like the NFL, rugby, Major League Soccer, they condition to be in shape for their sport, and so they stay injury-free while playing for their sport. And what it takes to be a wrestler, you have to do max strength training, lift a lot of weight. You heard Ashley talk about that. You have to train explosively. You have to do power training. You have to train your entire body. And you, you heard her talk about the role of conditioning that that plays in there. So this is an excellent opportunity to hear about the practical application of strength training. It's one thing to hear a researcher like Dr. Brad Schoenfeld talk about it, who researches muscle hypertrophy. That's why I tried. That's why I put these extra these interviews back to back. Ashley was a professional bodybuilder. She's now a WWE competitor. Dr. Schoenfeld studies how muscles grow. So if you want to learn a little bit more about that, go back to my previous interview with Dr. Schoenfeld and learn a little bit about the science of what's called muscle hypertrophy. That's the technical term for how muscles grow. I got a couple more really cool interviews coming up. My next interview is going to be with an Olympic weightlifter and a kettlebell athlete. She is a competitive Olympic weightlifter and is a phenomenal kettlebell athlete. So we'll talk about the practical application there. But this was just such a fun opportunity to talk with someone who's really dynamic. And as I wrap this up, I really what, what really touched me in this interview, and, and I'm actually getting getting a little choked up as I think about it now, what really touched me about talking with Ashley was that she understands her role. She recognizes her role as an entertainer with everything that's been going on the last year, with, with everything, and I'm not going to go into detail on that. We all know what I mean. But with everything going on, she understands that her role as a WWE wrestler is to provide some entertainment and to provide a distraction. If you haven't tuned in in the w, in, if you haven't tuned into the WWE in a while, give the Royal Rumble a look, do the pay per view, try it out. At the very least, check it out sometime on TV. These folks are out there working their tails off to try to entertain people and give people a little bit of distraction. So at least you can do is support them a little bit. Tune in, and hey, you know what? Whether or not it's scripted, it doesn't matter. Flying through the air is flying through the air. Landing on somebody is landing on somebody. You have to watch and appreciate the athleticism that goes on inside and around the WWE ring. If you enjoy the All About Fitness podcast and you want to support the podcast, you can do a couple things. One, you can go to PeteMcCallFitness.com. That's PeteMcCallFitness.com. Sign up for my mailing list. I put out about one email a month. I'm putting out blogs how-to videos, all the stuff you need to know, not only to use exercise, how to enhance your quality of life, but here's the deal. 
exercise, strength training, power training, metabolic conditioning, mobility training, all these types of exercise are critical for helping slow down the effects of biological aging process. That's the information I'm bringing to you on the podcast, through my blogs, through my eBooks. Look down below. I have the Fountain of Youth. I have the program, exercise programs for the Fountain of Youth eBook. Only seven dollars teaches you kind of. It's a precursor to my upcoming book, Ageless Intensity. My writing will teach you how to use exercise to slow down the effects of the aging process. You can check out my Instagram feed, All About Fitness Podcast on Instagram. That's All About Fitness Podcast on Instagram. And hey, as always, thank you for stopping by. And I certainly look forward to having you join me for future episodes of All About Fitness.